You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Play action for DeVito with the middle, steps up into the pocket, down the middle of the field, into double coverage, intercepted Amik Robertson at the two, no one touched him, down to the 15, up to the 20, still on his feet at the 30, 35 cuts up field, and finally brought down at the 40. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. 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 And we are back at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday for Monday Night Football. We're excited about the opportunity to be here each and every week. The Chargers and the Jets will be on the big screen tonight, so you have plenty of time to come on by. Check them out. Check us out. Hang out with us. We got tickets. We got all kind of stuff to give out, including T-shirts, cups, koozies, and a whole lot more. So come on by the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're going to get to Jermaine Illuminor in just a hot minute, but let's go out to the phone lines real quick, uh, get a couple very patient listeners on, and then we'll get to Jermaine Illuminor inside the Raiders locker room. Let's go out to Gangster Raider. What's on your mind? What's happening? First of all, before I start, I want everybody to come out Thursday to the Raiders Tavern and Grill, like about 6 6.30, celebrate my son's 21st birthday. I'll be out there. But my um, first game ball, it go to Bobo. You know what I'm saying? The play caller, the rookie play caller who called a better game than a veteran, a so-called offensive genius who's supposed to have the, um, game, the game plan for AOC when he was um, starting for against the Chargers. Now look at the game plan that Bobo had and look at the game plan they had against the Chargers. Ain't no way that you're supposed to have that kind of game plan for your rookie quarterback and allow Khalil Mack to get six sacks. The game plan that Bobo had, he didn't get sacked. Now, one time, no interceptions, and he won the game. So my first um, game ball go to Bobo. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I've been talking about, the play calling and the game plan. You don't put your rookie quarterback in that type of situation. And he did that like a pro, like a vet. And this was his first time calling a calling the play call, I mean, doing the play calling for a game in the NFL, so I want to give him kudos, and he gets the first ball. The second ball go to Josh Jacobs, because they stuck with the run. Now, I told you, um, the previous regime would just try to run the ball like two or three times in the beginning and stop. Like I told you, there's multiple ways to run the ball. They ran sweeps. They ran jet sweeps. All three of our touchdowns was runs. Think about it. Josh Jacobs scored twice on runs, and Jacoby Myers scored once on a um, jet sweep. Those are all run plays. There's multiple ways to run the ball. That's what I'm talking about. And our rookie um, play caller got it, did it better than our so-called offensive genius and whoever was called the plays before. And the third um, um, game ball goes to our offensive line. It's the same offensive line we had all season, but they stepped up. They did the job. I wonder what changed. You know what I'm saying? I wonder what changed. It's like we got a real one at the helm from L.A. We got an L.A. Raider making the, making the calls and doing the game plan and picking the right people, putting the right people in the situations and, and positions to succeed. And I'm pumped up. You know what I'm saying? And the Super Bowl is in 97 days exactly. You know what I'm saying? 97 days and 45 minutes, the Super Bowl is in Vegas. And I still believe we got a chance to be there. I bet you AP believe we got a chance to be there. All we got to do is make the playoffs, and we can get to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas in 97 days. Let's go. Keep the game to y'all. And I'll see y'all Thursday night. Raiders Tavern and Grill, about 6, 630. I'm gone. I'm just surprised that you knew that there's in 97 days. That's impressive. I'm really impressed by that. I didn't. I had no idea, to be honest with you. It's November. I guess that makes about sense. There you go. Gangster Raider dropping some knowledge right there. 97 days and 45 minutes. Now it's about 44 minutes at this point. Uh, Dan from Kansas City, you're up next. What's on your mind? Q, 
Hey, what's going on? Thanks for taking my call. So yep. my first game ball goes to Aiden O'Connor, and I'll tell you, the kid came in, he did exactly what the coaches needed him to do, which was manage the game, played a solid game. He did just enough, didn't make any risky throws, and he only had four days with a brand-new coach with what looked like an entirely new playbook, in my opinion. And the kid came out. I've never seen a, a rookie that poised in a start this early in his career. Um, so my first game ball goes to Aiden O'Connell for getting his first win. My second one goes to Amik Robertson for obvious reasons. Boy was out there playing like he was Charles Woodson in his prime. <laughs> all over the place, owning that secondary. The guy is a ball hawk and a baller. I am very impressed with everything he's done, and no one ever has believed in him. And he continually pro- proves us wrong. So I, he deserves a second one. And the third one, just because you make an NFL record, you deserve a game ball, and that's A.J. Cole. I know it kind of got overlooked because we were blowing him out, but the dude set a record for net punting average. Mm-hmm. It's like 62 yards. Yep. You get an NFL record, you deserve a game ball, in my opinion. It was the most team win I've seen in years. I just loved it. So so pumped up. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great call, my man. Great call. And, yeah, uh, there was a lot to like, right? And Amik Robertson, he continues to make plays. He always makes plays. Uh, he, he's, he's becoming really good at this. He, we talked to him in the locker room as well, and he said, I told you. I told you, I'm an offensive player that plays defense. He's he's a he's a good dude, man. And so when he's when he's shining, uh, it's always great to catch up with him and talk to him. And we had that opportunity last night as well. But uh, Gangster Raider mentioned the offensive line and how they kept they kept uh, Aiden O'Connell clean. They opened up rush, rushing lanes for Josh Jacobs and asked what changed. What changed? I'll tell you what changed. One thing that changed: uh, the coaches went to Josh Jacobs and said, "What do you do? What do you do really well?" They empowered him. They gave him the, the, the kind of the call of, okay, what plays do you want us to make sure we are calling for you that's going to get the most out of you, maximize your ability? So after they did that, well, they have to go to the offensive line and say, okay, this is what we're going to run. This is what Josh is going to run. This is how Josh is going to succeed. We need you to open up the holes when the, you know, to make the holes there for him. So then all of a sudden now there's pressure, not even pressure, but now there's there's a responsibility that they share as well. So that was a lot of what changed is that there was a lot of opinions being, uh, you know, being told and being uh, given to from the players to the coaching staff on what they wanted to do, and it, and it worked out really well. And like I said, one of the first guys, matter of fact, the first guy I talked to in the locker room as soon as we got in last night was Jermaine Illuminor for obvious reasons because that offensive line did really well. So here's that conversation from last night. Here with Jermaine Illuminor in the Raiders locker room, and, and what's it like getting a big victory like this uh, for Antonio Pierce and, and the rest of the fellows in the locker room? Oh, it's dope. You know, um, you know, not to knock on anything, but it's probably one of the first. We especially had a lot of fun playing out there and, like, you know, won the game to go on. Like, you can see, like, the last play, you know, just said, taking knees, trying to get Josh over 100. I don't know if he finished. What you know? 98. Yeah, you know what it was is he was over 100 and then he lost yeah. a couple of yards and fell right All at 98. Right, well, I mean, you know, you gotta. that's a thing we want to emphasize because he worked so hard. Yeah. And just to get that for him would be real dope. But two touchdowns in 98, that's cool. But, you know, we're just going to have to keep adding on to that if we can. No doubt. What was it like knowing that that uh, the Giants were going to come in and try to pressure, 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 pressure? That's what Wink Marnell does. And you guys kept O'Connell clean all night. I mean, if you watch um, – you know, on tape, if you watch the San Fran game, the Buffalo game, they had a great plan. They were going to run the ball and then throw it when they needed to. And, you know, if they get into a bus situation, obviously you can throw it. But, you know, they laid out the game plan. And then if you watch, like, the Jets game plan and the, um, I think it was the Commanders game plan, like, they just blitzed them heavy because they knew what it was because those are big, um, you know, the Jets, can, they have really good running backs, so they can run it, but they uh, threw the ball more, a little like more so. 
Um, and the commanders throw the ball a lot too. So, you know, since they do that, they know they can bless them a bunch and get there. And then they also they did a really good job of, you know, getting Thibodeau around um, and then getting people on the backfield to, you know, kind of mess up the QB's rhythm and everything like that. So as an old line, we try to took it uh, upon ourselves to really keep him clean. You know, with 97 being one of the best, if not the best attack in the NFL, Thibodeau had three sacks last week. I think he's at 5.5 in the past two weeks. Right. You know, we took it. We wanted to take it upon ourselves to really keep him clean and control the line of scrimmage. What did you think of O'Connell's performance? I mean, he got this start against the Chargers. This is his second career start. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's definitely a leader. You know, he was out there commanding the huddle. It's kind of surprising a little bit. Just you know, you don't expect that from a rookie to be that pose, composed, and just you know that confident in himself, just being back there. And it, you know, the Giants' defense. I was with Wink in Baltimore. He yeah. throws a lot at you, right. trying to mess you up. Yeah. And so for. Um, Aiden to go out there and just be like, you know, F it, I'm going to go out there and just do what I need to do to get the win. Yeah. And uh, it means a lot. And that's the type of guy you want back there and just keep him clean. Like, he, we want to just ball for him because he's going to put everything on the line for us. What did you feel about the energy that the crowd brought today? It was dope. I think it started with us. You know, we have to do a really good job of getting the crowd into the game um, and just, you know, giving them energy to feed off. And that was one thing we kind of lacked the last couple of weeks. But this week was, you know, I think it's just the start of trying to get the crowd in the game. And we have another big one next week against yeah. the Jets, you know, there. I'm sure, who, I don't know who they play this tomorrow, but uh, tonight. Tomorrow. Yeah, so that's oh, a huge go. game for them, you know, because I think they have Aaron Rodgers coming back towards the end of the year. So they want to get him going, too. So for us, you know, we know what they bring. They have a great D-line, too. They have a, probably the best defense in the NFL. Um, and so we're going to have to try to take it upon ourselves again to control the lot of scrimmage and just give it everything we got and just Jermaine, go out there with a fight. Sorry about that. Um, Nate said that Coach Pierce gave you guys a blank slate of pa- or piece of paper this yeah. week to represent a new beginning. Did you feel like that it was a new beginning already this week? Uh, no, 100%. You know, um, just the energy in the building. And like I said, no, that's not a knock on anyone. Just the energy in the building was completely different. Just having a swagger about ourselves and just wanting to play football and be out there. You know, we had a tough practice on Thursday. We were full pads. You know, we were only out there for an hour, but I think we got 45, 50 plays in, damn near. And then on Friday, we did a two-minute drill against you know, ones vs ones, and we haven't done that in a while. Like actually going, um, obviously not touching Aiden or the QBs or nothing, but actually like competing. And you could just tell, just being out there, everyone wanted to be out there, everyone wanted to get better, and just eight, having the AP just push us as hard as he can, but also just being that leader that we need, and we, you know, just you know, we just need that and the energy he brings, like. You want to win for a guy like that. You know, you want to go out there and bleed, you know, sweat, just fucking get banged up and just go out there and just give it everything you've got and help him get the win because he deserves it. There you go. Jermaine Illuminar in the Raiders locker room following the game. And 95% of the conversation was me. <laughs> Vinny jumped in there at the end as well. But uh, you can hear you can hear Jermaine and the, the, the pride that they took in trying to help Josh Jacobs get to 100 yards and the disappointment when he found out that he just fell a little short of it. But they're going to keep working on it and keep grinding and pushing and you know, he talked about Antonio Pierce and the energy that he brought to the table and what the practices were like. And, you know, that Thursday practice that he mentioned, and we talked to multiple players about that practice, it was shorter than most practices, but it was intense. There was a lot of stuff going on, you know, a lot of work going on, a lot of reps being made. And so they got a lot of work in in a short amount of time. And, you know, obviously it paid off on Sunday. Now you heard, well, obviously I'm talking about offensive line. We're talking about Jermaine Illuminor. So I asked today Coach Pierce about, Wink Martindale and that defense and the fact that they bring pressure all the time. So I asked him about, you know, wh- what it was like preparing, how challenged, how much did he challenge the offensive line to get ready for what was going to happen with Wink Martindale and the company coming to town. Here's what uh, Coach Pierce had to say. Yeah, I was in every meeting with the O-line this week. I was their best friend, you know. Um, I was encouraging him, you know, I was 
trying to learn the terminology, obviously, you know, coming from deep side of the ball the last two years and not really focus on, you know, their terminology, their techniques, their fundamentals of how they culture and talk. Um, but being over there, just in words of encouragement, because that's a good group, and they're a tight-knit group. And I think that showcased last night. If you really go back and watch the game, watch, watch our guys come off the ball to the second level. You know, I, I, it was impressive. Um, it set the tone the first drive of the game. They are the reason why, if we're going to move forward and keep moving forward, it be because of those guys. So there's Coach Pierce talking about the offensive line, and they were obviously able to keep Aiden O'Connell clean. They also were able to open up holes for Josh Jacobs to get going. As he had 98 yards and he had two touchdowns, and you know something that Coach Pierce told us last week when he first met with us that Josh Jacobs was going to have a role. He sat down and talked with him, made him understand what his role was going to be. He knew what the assignment was, and he was ready to go out there and execute it. So after asking about the offensive line and the work that they had to do against that Giants defensive line led by Dexter Lawrence in the middle, I mean. That's a dude, right? Kayvon Thibodeau, that's a dude. But uh, they kept him clean all, all day, kept Aiden O'Connell clean all day and, uh, and helped Josh Jacobs almost get to 100 yards. So I asked him about Josh Jacobs and his performance as well, knowing that he had mentioned he was going to be the heart and soul of the team. Yeah, you saw the carriage. You saw the, you saw the, the angry rat, the angry running back. You know what I mean? The guy that just ran was – he wasn't going to allow one person to tackle him. Even on that one touchdown, you just saw his legs just kind of grinding it out, man. And that's what we talked about, just the strain, fellas, strain. Strain to finish, strain to finish the plays, and again, hats off to all our players. So there you go. You hear him talking about uh, what Josh Jacobs brings to the table, what he did, and, and just the way that he plays. And, and he does. He, he, he goes strong. He goes hard. Uh, he's ready to get after it and wants to be that guy. The more carries he gets, the better he's going to do as well. So I love the fact that they fed him three times. Sometimes they fed him six times. I mean, it was just, they just kept feeding him, feeding him, feeding him, and more times than not, Josh Jacobs was showing up and showing out and doing a really good job, and you could sense it early that, okay, this Raiders team is going to be led on the uh, by the legs of uh, Josh Jacobs and what he's able to bring to the table, but the defense also had a hell of a performance. They did a really good job, and of course, Antonio Pierce comes from the defensive side of things. He's the linebacker coach, and I know he's still contributing, obviously, with the linebackers, but the defense is led by Patrick Graham. So here's Coach Pierce talking about the relationship with the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham. Yeah, it goes back to 27, really 16. The first year he's with the Giants. I was always, you know, I was actually on ESPN at the time, and I would pop my head in there with the Giants and, and uh, be around the program. And Patrick was coach, coaching the defensive line, and a couple times I go in there with JPP and those guys and joke, and we kind of built a relationship, relationship there that year. Then in 2017, I went back as a consultant to Steve Spagnola and worked closely with the linebackers in the front seven, and that's where our bond, you know, kind of grew from there. But you can see the mind. You can tell, even though he's a D-line coach, and, you know, those guys are loud and all over the place, but, you know, he had the mindset and the focus, and obviously very articulate in how he speaks to get his point across that you know he'll be a good defensive coordinator. And I don't think he's being overlooked. It's just when the opportunity comes, I mean, he's going to grab it and run with it. Just, you know, it's like any of us. You just need that opportunity. So there you go. Antonio Pierce talking about his relationship with Patrick Graham, how it grew, and it, it all really started with uh, Patrick Graham when he was in New York with the Giants. And that, that defensive line did a hell of a job. The defense did a hell of a job in general, coming up with eight sacks. Uh, now Trayvon Merrick had one from the safety position. I thought that was a nice, timely blitz. Uh, Robert Spillane had a half a sack. Tyree Wilson had a half a sack. But you saw Max get credited with three. Uh, you saw Bilal Nichols get one. You, you saw Adam Butler get one. I mean, it's just there was a, a lot to like about the performance from the defense and the the way that they were getting after the quarterback. Here's Antonio Pierce talking about uh, the pass rush of the Silver and Black on Sunday. Yeah, maximum effort. I mean, they 
you know, me and Max jokes about it, me trying to max his effort, vice versa. Uh, but our defense and our team, especially our D-line, and guys that were blitzing, did a hell of a job last night of just, you know, being relentless. And we talked about that, you know, straining, straining to finish through the play, you know, playing through the whistle, you know, not thinking that, oh, he's going to make it or that guy's going to make it. No, I'm going to make it. If we all had that mentality, roll call on the ball. There he is. Again, Antonio Pierce is talking about the pass rush, and one of those pass rushers is Tyree Wilson, and he hasn't gotten off to the start of his career that Raider Nation would like. He's got one and a half sacks. Last night when the game happened, I thought he actually picked up his second sack, but he split that with Robert Spillane, so he's up to one and a half sacks. But I do feel like you're starting to see him improve, and he's doing pretty well against the run as well. And that was a big key to the game last night is not allowing Saquon Barkley to get off too much. He did go for 90 yards, and he was having some success early. But as the Raiders started to pull away, uh, the run game became a lot less effective. But uh, here's Coach Pierce just talking about Tyree Wilson and really what he wants to see from him moving forward. Yeah, I think we've all seen the progress. You know, it first started with just to get out of the stands. <laughs> you know, so we worked on that. And obviously, he's a big human being. Um, very talented. He's going to be a good football player in this league, uh, but this league is very humbling. You just don't walk in day one and become the guy. And I think he's now uh, embraced the process of working every day. You know, you watch like a guy like Max Crosby come out to practice or Tate come out to practice early and get in those extra reps. Well, you see him doing that as well. So the improvement, I know he had a half a sack last night, but more importantly, what he does for us in the run game, how violent he is, setting the edge. Um, obviously, there's going to be still more growth there for him, but he's a guy that has um, – the right um, attitude, if I could say, to come to work. And I think he's been humbled about his early experience that coaching comes a lot easier, you know, when you get humbled. There you go. There's uh, Antonio Pierce talking about Tyree Wilson. And, again, he's continuing to grow. He's continuing to grow. He believes he's going to be a good player in this league. I think he has all the tools to be a good player in this league. He just needs to continue to, to grind. And, and, and that's all you can do is reps, 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 reps. Some guys, they get it immediately. You know, and, and it looks like hey, it's, it's, it's no big thing, but others, they have to work. They have to work really hard to get where they're at. And so that's what uh, Tyree Wilson is doing, especially coming off of the injury as well. And so as long as the coaching staff is happy with what they're seeing, that's a positive. And, and you just hope that he continues to grow from that. Now, here's a question I asked Antonio Pierce about Amik Robertson. And I mentioned before he had a, a bad play early in the game. Coach Pierce put him on the sideline, then put him back in the game. He ends up making a really big play. So I just asked Coach Pierce about that performance from Amik and the fact that he had the ability to clear his mind and get back out there and make a big play later, not let that one play beat him twice. It goes back to our mindset of the blank paper. He turned to sheet. It was blank on the other side. Start over, start from scratch. Kid went out there, made a play. Then came back, punched the ball out, extremely aggressive. Um, when Amik's on his game and, and he's rolling, he's one of our best ball hawks, you know. Whatever he is, was he five eight five nine? But I mean, he's up in the air like he's uh, seven feet tall, you know. And extremely athletic, extremely competitive. Um, you know, he's in and out the lineup, but he's always ready and dialed in mentally. And that's one thing that you know, even before I got in this seat, just watching him from afar, I respect about his game. Amika is that guy. He's that guy that goes and looks for the ball. He goes and makes plays. And, you know, that's something that we've been talking about for quite a while that the Raiders have not had is a guy that can go make plays. And they're up to eight interceptions on the season. They had six interceptions last year. They had six interceptions the year before as a team. They're up to eight. And I know that that's not an overwhelming number. There's teams that get two or three in a, in a single game. That's fine. But they're at eight right now. So I got to give them a lot of credit for being able to improve on what they did a year ago. And they only played nine games so far. They still got eight more games. Who knows? Another eight 
and all of a sudden they're sitting there at 16. My, my number that I threw out there, if you remember, before the season started, I said 40, inter 40 sacks, 40 interceptions, that'd be great, 40 sacks and 20 interceptions is what the goal should be for the Raiders as a defensive unit. Now, if you go over that, fantastic, but that should be the goal. That should be written up on the chalkboard, in my opinion, right? And I'm, I'm sure it probably is written up on some people's chalkboard in their head, not necessarily in the, in the facility, but 40 and 20 is what they should be. Well, right now, as far as sacks go, really helped out by that eight-sack performance last night, they're at 24. So clearly they're on pace for that 40-sack mark, and they're at eight sack or eight interceptions. So, I mean, they're, not, they're, they're, they're on pace to fall a little bit short of the, of the 20 interceptions, but if they turn in a 40-16 and 16 performance or a 45-16 and 16 performance, would anybody be upset? I know I wouldn't. I think that that would be fantastic, and that's what this defense needs. They need to be able to get to the quarterback, and they need to be able to turn the ball over. And, oh, by the way, that goes hand-in-hand. Hand. And Amik, as you heard Coach Pierce say, uh, when he's on his game, he is one of their best ball hawks, if not the best ball hawk they have on their team right now. And, again, he came up with the interception. He was able to get up off the ground and return it all the way to the 40, but he also caused a fumble later on in the game. And, man, that would have been a big one if the Raiders were able to jump on that one. They weren't able to get it, but he caused that fumble as well. I mean, Amik doesn't give up on any play. Uh, not only that, he had a nice pass breakup on, on fourth down as well uh, later on in the game. I mean, dude, is he's one of those guys that he gets in that zone and there's just about nothing he can't do. So after the game, we caught up with him in the Raiders locker room as well. Here's that conversation with Raiders cornerback Amik Robertson. You know, he's a former player. Like I say, he played the game, so we knew that he was going, you know, we knew he was going, you know, come with fire, come come with energy and be very aggressive on, on offense. It looked like you guys cranked the pressure up too against Daniel Jones when he was in there. Was that kind of a game plan going in? I mean, you, 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 Ace Crosby is, a, is the condor, man. <laughs> you know, like that's what he does. So, you know, so of course, you know, the D-line was going to bring pressure. All, you know, us as DB just looked at it as an opportunity for us to get our hands on the ball. How difficult is it to kind of clear your mind after one play that might not go the way you want it, then all of a sudden you come back with a big play? How big is that? You've done that multiple times this year. Yeah, but I, I you know, I try to try to eliminate, you know, we got to, I got to try to eliminate those, right. those plays. And I will, mm -hmm. you know, and AP believes me, he know what I can be in this league. You right. know, he you know, he sees it every day at practice, you know, so uh I'm glad, you know, he was able to give me another opportunity to go out there and make plays, you know, for, for our team. What does that mean to you to know that your coach has yeah. your has your back like that? It's, it it gives me confidence to try to do the right thing over and over. You know, he's hard he's hard on me, he's hard on a lot of a lot of us, you know, uh and I'm glad that I got a got a guy that, you know, that that has my back and and, and knows what I can be in this league. Looked like you almost had a house call there. You got it back to about the 40. I thought you were going to I told y'all, man, I, hey, I'm an offensive guy <laughs> playing defense. I'm trying to tell y'all. I know it took a while for y'all to see it. Yeah. But that's who I am. Yeah. That's who I am, man. Yeah. No, you, 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 made, it, yeah. you made it happen. It's almost not like it was infectious. It seemed like yeah. the whole defense really yeah. started cranking it up after that. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what we got to do. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, anytime we out there, you know, that's a that's an opportunity for us to get a turnover or get a stop, you know, to give us get a uh, offense mo momentum to get in the paint. How much uh, energy did you guys feed off of from the crowd today? Oh, Raider Nation's always great, man. Mm -hmm. well, they always great. You know, did, it so, feel, uh, did it feel a little bit more cranked up today, though? Uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> All I can say is, you know, our fan base is very consistent. Yeah. You know, they they very consistent. Speaking of energy, though, Jermaine Illuminor said that your personality on the field is kind of infectious. You know, how much is that something you're cognizant of, you know, out there doing your thing? I love the game, man. Yeah. You know, I said, you know, I've been playing this since I was five. You know, no matter, I, you know, if I'm out there, I'm going to play with passion. You know, I'm going to play with energy. You know, so, uh, I mean, 
they know what they got in me, man. I, you know, I tell them all the time, man, my energy is always, I try to be unmatched, you know, but guys like Max Crosby, man, Nate, Nate Hobbs, you know, they, they, I think they, they like right there behind me, so I got to crank it up a notch. Speaking of Max, we heard the victory cigars came from him. What's your take on that? Uh, I know why he did it. You know, uh, I know how this league is. You know, uh, we don't want to get too high on ourselves. We just wanted to to celebrate the first win for for AP. You know, we know how this league is. So we got 24 hour rule, man. We gonna enjoy this. Definitely will. But you know, after the 24 hours, man, we gonna dial back in and focus on the next uh, week. Jermaine said that you guys had a really tough practice last Thursday, about an hour long, and that was it. But it was a lot of plays, a lot of repetition. How did that practice help? With detail, today? man. You know, because you know we know what our team can can be. All you know, this league comes down to details, and that's what AP kind of installed in us. You know, to be very detailed, everybody do their job, and I think it paid off. There's Amik Robertson in the Raiders locker room following the game, and oh, he's always open and honest, man. He's always open and honest about everything, including you know the play that he made that wasn't a good play, and then he came back and said the AP had his back and, and had showed confidence in him, and he went out there and made plays. And I love the fact he said, I've got to eliminate those, and I will. I really do appreciate that from Amik Robertson. Definitely want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. We're keeping our head on a swivel here today. So we're getting calls. We're getting texts. We're hearing from the locker room. We're hearing from the coach, doing a little bit of everything. we got really good guests, including Amber Theo Harris, who will join us coming up at 4 o'clock to talk all things silver and black and what she was able to see from the game on Sunday. But – as I'm here, and we're going to take a break in just a second. As I'm here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo, I'm always telling you how it's, it's, it's changed. It's, it's, it's been, you know, redone. It's been remodeled. It's fancy. They have an a extensive food menu. I just saw a drink delivered here at the Underground Lounge that I would think that I'm in some fancy steakhouse uh, that just got delivered. I don't know exactly what that was, but I promise you I feel like it's something I saw Saturday night. As I was having my birthday uh, celebration, I felt like I, I saw that exact drink or maybe even had that exact drink um, at a fancy steakhouse on Saturday night. But uh, you can get it here, apparently, at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. I'm going to do some investigating because I have to see if that's exactly – because it is, then I have been doing this place unjust. I haven't been promoting that. Right, You've got to be able to let everything be known of what you can get here at the Underground Lounges. We have a lot of folks coming in, a lot of Raider Nation coming in here after the game on, uh, on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm trying to make sure everyone knows exactly what you can get here at the Underground Lounge. So 326 at the time, we'll come back. We'll get to your calls. We'll get to your texts. I see Glenn in Denver. We'll definitely get to you. And uh, we'll do it all next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oya Hotel and Casino. 3.30 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oya Hotel and Casino. It's our normal Monday night spot. The Chargers and the Jets will be on display for Monday Night Football. as week nine gets wrapped up. We do our NFL picks every week. I did terrible this week. Jared actually had a really good week so far, and uh, he'll finish off the week strong, and I'll just... I'll finish off the week on life support, but that's okay. It happens. 
Um, that's what happens when you start out, overthinking things, start overanalyzing, just go with what you know. But I uh, did not have a good, good week on my week nine picks, uh, but I got the Raider game right. So there you go. I know, Jared, you got yours right. I already gave you props, damn it. He's up there. I got that one right, too. Yeah, I yeah, know. I know. Don't make me uh, come in there and t take the microphone out of there so you don't get no time to. <laughs> you walk in there, you ain't got no microphone in there, so you can't brag. No, it's all good. No, I'm not mad at you. Uh, Ari had one really good week as well. He ain't never had a good week again. So, no, it, it happens. So, so, you know what they say, um, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So, <laughs> It happens sometimes. Let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Oh, by the way, I found out that that drink was a, a smoky, a smoked old-fashioned. Uh, and that's not the drink I had on Saturday night, but it was something similar to that. So, yeah, I didn't know that the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, provided smoked old-fashioned. So there you go, another feature. I told you they were stepping their game up around here. Fancy menus that they have, fancy drink menus and everything. So you want to get your mind right, you want to get your head right for uh, this game tonight, maybe a smoked old-fashioned, and uh, the full display, right, the whole box and the whole smoke come out of it, it's all there for you. So uh, you can do that as well here at the Underground Lounge. Let's go out to Denver and talk to our guy, Glenn. Glenn, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hugh, happy Monday, buddy. Hey, happy uh, Monday to you, brother. Man, these things are a lot better when, after a game like that, man. You ain't lying. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was crazy. I was listening to... Uh, the pregame show and listen to Kenny King. Yeah. And my man hit the nail on the head with that one. It, did you hear what he was saying? No, I didn't get to hear. What did he say? Oh, he said that Raiders were going to basically beat the brakes off of uh, the Giants and JJ was going to run for 100. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, he it, couldn't have got it any better than what he did, but. Man, it was so nice to see the energy and to see everybody flying around. It was like it was watching a completely different team. It's like the shackles are off and everybody can play the way they want to play. And it showed. And to see Max happy and watching those guys going off in the locker room afterwards, it's just it kind of gives you hope for the rest of the year, you know? Yeah, no, it should. It really should because there's plenty of there's plenty of uh, football still left to be played. So there's a lot to go yeah, from I, there. I, I think we got a lot of good things going right now with, you know, watching uh, Hunter getting hooked up and doing what he does is why we tied all these guys' hands. I don't know. But I'm happy to see it and uh, be interesting to see how this game goes tonight, see what we got. There you go. Hey, good stuff. I'll say this, man. Hunter Renfro almost scored. If he had scored, Allegiant Stadium would have lost their mind. They were already loud when Hunter, Hunter got involved and got involved two plays in a row. And then if he had scored on that play, that would have been incredible just because he has been on the back of a milk cart for so long for some un, unknown reason. It would have been great to see Hunter get back into the end zone. Uh, but I feel like that, you know, with Aiden O'Connell as the quarterback and, and uh, Bo Hardegree as the guy that's calling the shots, uh, everyone has an opportunity, including Hunter Renfro. So that's really good to see. Let's go out to Lester. Lester, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Dude, thanks. Oh, hey, what a beautiful win. That, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, everybody played as a team. Everybody pretty much got involved. And it was really nice to see what a change like that was able to do to help these guys come together like that. And now they know. Dude, now they know what they're capable of doing. You know, yeah. like Pat Dillon says, hey, you know, uh, winning like that creates confidence. Confidence creates, uh, you know, uh, a sense of unbeatability. So these guys are confident. They know what they can do. They know what they have talent, especially on the offensive side of the football. But 
too. I mean, the defense, they were pumped up to play. I mean, it was just nice seeing good complimentary football and everybody, even on special teams, everything. They all came together. Now let's see how we can do it. Push forward. Take it a game at a time. They keep that same energy. And hopefully they keep that same attitude on the offense going with you comes to the offensive line. I saw that they re-signed Brandon Parker. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He signed up to the practice squad. That's cool. That's good depth. Now, open, yeah, hoping for the best for this that young man. I know he's been battling injuries the yep. last couple of years, and hopefully he can come in and contribute in some way, shape, or form. Well, let's keep it running. Raiders! Good stuff, good stuff. Thanks for the call. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's what um... – that's what uh, tripped me out when I saw that as well about Brandon about Brandon Parker is that he was being back he was back and he was being put on the on the practice squad. That's really good. I thought that it was going to be another season that he was going to miss due to injury, and obviously that's unfortunate. You don't want him to uh, be out for all that time and, and miss multiple years. But uh, to see him come back, I thought that that was really cool. So that adds per, uh, extra depth along that uh, for that offensive line. A guy that's been there, done that, knows what he's doing, and at the very least could be a, a good backup, especially with Thayer Munford. He was inactive yesterday, so obviously his injury uh, was pretty serious that he suffered the week before. So uh, thanks so much for that call. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, Vince out of Northtown, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, man, I'm blessed. How are you? I'm good. I just got off work, man. I got my Raiders starter jacket on, and I'm <laughs> repping in the streets of Las Vegas, man. I was at the game yesterday. Shout out to my boy Nathan. Nathan, if you're listening, I love you. Thank you for taking me to the game. And I'm just excited, brother. I'm just happy. Our team, we got the swagger. We got our swagger back, brother. We got our swagger back. For sure. No, you can definitely see that. Hopefully they keep that thing rolling. But, yeah, the swagger was back, and it was much needed, as a matter of fact. Yeah, the only thing I would just ask you, and I'll make it quick, um, now that we got our swagger back, it'll be interesting. What do you think how we could sustain this uh, level of fluidity that we saw on offense? Do we think we just keep it simple? Man, Lincoln Kennedy likes to say, he says, football is simple. We just make it complicated. What do you think they're going to do on the offensive side of the game? Because we're coming, we're to play a really good defense, probably the best defense in the league. You know, that would yeah. be like my only concern. You know, but I like to hear your thoughts there. But thank you, too. Uh, thank you for your time, man. And I just want to say, man. Thanks for the call. Your phone breaking up a little bit, but I, I got the gist of the call. And, yeah, I mean, I think that, one, you, you do keep it simple. Two, I think you just take it a week-by-week approach, realize what you have. And, you know, one of the things that I took away from that Jermaine and Luminor conversation that we had, when I asked him about going up against Wink Martindale's defense and the way that he brings pressure, he said, well, if you go back and look at the film and what he did, and they broke down this game, that game, and the other, and really kind of put together a game plan on how to – how to attack that defense, not allow that defense to attack them, but attack that defense in the way that it made it beatable. I think that that's the biggest key. So you really got to give the coaching staff a lot of credit for being able to identify, okay, this is how you beat this defense. And so that's that's one of the keys. But, yeah, I just think that you take it week by week. Uh, there's going to be bumps and bruises along the way. There's going to be some, you know, some hiccups along the way. But you just kind of keep it simple, right? Go out there and do what you do. Realize who you have. And I think probably most importantly – Put your players in position to succeed, something that we talk about on the show all the time. Sometimes coaches want, you know, their players that are maybe a square peg to fit into a round hole instead of just saying, okay, that's a square peg. So where's the square peg to fit them in? All right, so what do they do? Just like I said with Josh Jacobs, going back and asking Josh, what does he like to run? Instead of saying, hey, we want you to run this, even though you probably rather do this. It's just smart coaching. And sometimes that has to do with being 
a leader as opposed to an X's and O's coach. Sometimes you can just lead and, and, and get the most out of the people around you just because they, they realize that, hey, this guy's going to allow me to be me and, and try to make everything, you know, better and, and try to step, make us, help us step up our game. And so that's something that I feel like that Coach Pierce is trying to do is really put them in a position to be very, very successful uh, moving forward. Let's go out to Joel. Uh, Joel, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, hey, dude, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I was also going to ask you here about the Brandon Parker news. Uh, was nice to see you. Dude, I familiar name uh, back on the practice squad on the team. Uh, but, man, what a, what a difference the week, week to make. And, uh, yeah, definitely another, another big test for the team here uh, next week against that, uh, that wanted a Jet C. You know, we'll see, uh, see if they can keep this uh, train rolling. Absolutely. There's Thank you so much for the uh, the call. I appreciate you. Good stuff. Uh, let's go out to uh, L.A. Let's talk to our guy, Houston from L.A. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, what's up, Big Hugh? How you doing, bro? Uh, fantastic. How you doing, my man? Hey, man. Oh, man, just uh, creeping and crawling through this 405, man. Like, uh, I'm a painter for the 1036 uh, Union. And we work for Housing Authority, so we making the PJs look good. So I, I was coming from, like, all right. Throughout the week, like, as soon as we lose, man, you know, I got to rock my Raider hat with pride, of course. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm walking to the job, and first thing they say, hey, Houston, man, what happened to your Raiders? And, like, like, me out there balling. They know I'm so passionate about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. To today, man, I'm rocking the crispy black Raider hat as I'm water blasting. I don't care, bro. I'll get another one, man. I'm not tripping. It's it's like that's off. I'm geeked, baby. I'm feeling good. It's like new life got pumped in these cats, man. It's like yeah. everybody was flying around. A lot of people were looking good. I still saw some mistakes. You know what I mean? Like uh, Trayvon yeah. Morick, Trayvon Morick. But you know, anyway, you know, a couple little mistakes here and there. But guess what? They ball, man. They play good D. And I really went out on the fantasy football HQ. Guess what defense your boy picked up? Yeah. The Raiders. Yes, sir. 17 <laughs> points, baby. 17 points. So, anyway, you know, I'm doing pretty good right now with that, man. But the dude I'm going up against, he got Justin Herbert. I'm 29 points up, but I got Breeze Hall. So, you know, we're going to see how that goes. Feel me? Right. But, hey, Raider Nation, baby, we, hey, I'm ready. <laughs> one, one game at a time, though. One, one game at a time, though, Q. There one game there. at a time, you yeah. know. And it's good to talk to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good to hear from you, man. It's good to hear some excitement from Raider Nation, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, Raider Deal, hit us up on the WBroke.com text sign 69187, keyword R&R. I honestly forgot Parker was on the team. Glad he's healthy and can contribute as some depth. What's up, brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's that's a good one. Again, I do think that Brandon Parker is going to do just that, provide some really needed depth along that offensive line. Grumpy-ass Mexican hit us up and said, yo, my game balls go to AP. Look at the difference between both coaches. Just look at their victory speeches. AP would would uh, make make want to, uh, make you want to play another game right after. When was the last time so-called coach sounded like a force, uh, like a force after-school special? All right. Uh, and then he says, the OC, man, and we went deep. Where the blank has that been? What's crazy, the other media people kept saying, okay, you are switching out coaches, but players are still the same. What makes you think you're going to win? Well, other media, when you use players to the best of their abilities, what they are good at, guess what happens? It works most of the time. They win. Uh, shout out to the family. 
uh, group. They, let's see, Family Nation group chat. And they got a lot of people named on there. Q, way to let us speak and not cut us off like other shows do. Oh, shout out to Mark Davis. He gets the biggest game ball for making the not-so-hard decisions to fire McDaniel. Should have never been a Raider, but I get it. That's from Grumpy-Ass Mexican. And there was a lot of names on here, uh, like Fargo, Raider Man, El Paso Raider, Glenn Diesel, Mr. 559, Selena, Brother Marquise, Hood Doc, Yazer, Raider Mike, Sadiq. Uh, Daryl, yeah, there's a bunch of names on there. So there you go. So shout out from grumpy-ass Mexican to all you guys. Uh, that's cool. I like that. A lot, a lot of feedback. and glad that a lot of people are excited and fired up about the performance that they saw from the Raiders. And, again, they take it one, one week at a time. But it's good to have some excitement for at least one week, right? And, uh, you know, there's always a lot of energy. I feel like it happens a lot. I, I mentioned it last week that when there's some kind of adversity and a coaching change or something happens that teams really normally rally around, that, uh, you know, the, the, the coach and rally around that next game and really you get maximum effort. The question is, is this sustainable? So that's what we'll see this week, Sunday Night Football, when the Jets come to town for, uh, like I said, Sunday Night Football at Allegiant Stadium. Let's get one more quick call. We'll take a break. Robert in San Jose, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Uh, thanks for taking my call to you real quick. Uh, great performance. We'll see where everything turns out at the end of the year. Uh, but looking uh, backwards real quick in terms of Dave Ziegler, I did like the draft that he did. Um, so in you, say terms, you, dis- you say you uh, disliked the draft or you liked it? I did like it. Oh, okay, okay, I think gotcha. He, yeah, I think the Raiders had a, a looks to be a really good draft that should be a very productive draft in the future. Um, so if he had been willing to let go of, of – McDaniels and Lombardi, you think he could have stayed, or what, what's the story on on and now? Do you know any information on that? Yeah, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, those two guys came in together. Uh, matter of fact, McDaniels was actually hired before him, so I'm assuming that they both kind of went out together and. There were some mistakes that he made, obviously, with some of the free agent signings, like Chandler Jones. That was obviously a bad move. Uh, some other moves that they, they made uh, obviously weren't that great, and that's going to fall on him. Uh, but I, I don't know the extent of that. I'd be lying to you if I even tried to come up with something. Uh, but I will say this. When you talked about the draft, I mean, we could two or three years from now be thinking, thanking Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly for working together and coming up with a really good rookie class. I mean, again, you don't know how these guys are going to play, but Trey Tucker's got clear speed. If he ends up being that guy that can stretch the field like he did on Sunday, then all of a sudden you think, all right, you've got a really good guy that can stretch the field similar to what Henry Ruggs did when he was there, and he wasn't a first-round pick, but, uh, you know, he was still a guy that still has that similar speed. If Aiden O'Connell turns out to be just a really good backup, first of all, and I'm not trying to say that that's all he is, but if he turns into a really good backup, getting him in the fourth round, that could end up being good. If he turns into a franchise quarterback, then all of a sudden you think, hey, look at this. They've got their quarterback in place. If Antonio Pierce happens to be the guy moving forward as the head coach, guess who brought him in? Coach McDaniels, right? I mean, so there's a lot to you can look back at, just like we say for John Gruden and Mike Mayock, some of the guys that they brought in, like a Max Crosby, a Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, and others. There's some good there's some good things there. Robert Spillane, he's been a great surprise. That was a Dave Ziegler hiring so as much or signing. So as much as, you know, the X's and O's part of things didn't work out, the on the field product didn't work out, if Tyree Wilson turns into a dude, then all of a sudden you gotta go back and say, Hey, that was a hell of a draft pick by Dave Ziegler, right? I mean again, if we can if we criticize, we've gotta be able to compliment as well. So I think you bring up a good point. Only time will tell. But I do think that the Raiders have some talent. Hell, Devontae Adams is a, a Raider. 
Devontae Adams is a Raider because Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels wanted him there. So And Champ Kelly and the rest of the front office, they wanted him to be a Raider, so they went and made the move. So I got to give them credit for that, too. I love having Devontae Adams as a, as a member of the Silver and Black. I think that's fantastic. So, I mean, there's, there's again, there's a lot to not like about what happened, and 99.9% of it was on the field. But there's some talent in that building, and you got to give those guys credit for being able to bring that talent along. 3.47 is the time. We'll come back, close out hour number two. Then we'll get to Amber Theo Harris uh, from the Silver and Black Show and more, Sirius XM and more, here on Red Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. So a couple things that I found out today as I'm here at the Oyo Underground Lounge Hotel and Casino here every single Monday night for Monday Night Football. One, I found out that a smoked old-fashioned is part of the new menu. I just found that out. So I didn't. I wasn't crazy. I didn't know that they had smoked old-fashioned available here. But now I found out. So it's part of the new menu, which goes along with everything that they have here. Fancy all the new TVs, the lounge area, the chairs, the couches, the menu, the food menu. They have everything all there, including the smoked old-fashioned. So that's one thing that I learned, and I'm glad that I learned it today. I also learned, and I knew that this was on the way, I just didn't know exactly uh, when it was going to happen officially, but Vegas Jess, my good friend, uh, tweeted it today. Just want to let everyone know I passed the Nevada State Contractors Electrical exams today. E3 Electric LLC starting soon. That's from Vegas Jessen. I started to talk about it earlier and I blew it. I didn't know exactly what I was talking about. So Vegas Jess is here. What's up, dude? Hey, Q. How you doing? Thanks Good. for having me on. Hey, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So today you had to take, what, multiple tests? Yeah, so I had to take the uh, electrical, um, the two electrical uh, tests. Yeah. One is the trade part, okay, and then one is the business management side of it. So, so what part of the test is sticking your finger in a socket and see what happens? Uh, that's just a basic um, intelligence <laughs> test. <laughs> Not to do. Not, Not to, do. to do. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's it. So that's dope. So you've got you've got the company. You got the LLC. Yeah. You got everything on the way. What inspired the the like the, the decision to say, hey, I'm going to go out kind of on my own and do my own thing. Um, you know, it's something that uh, I had before. I had a license before. Yeah. Uh, but when the economy tanked in 08, I just closed business down. You know, you can only lose so much money. Right. Um, I heard that. And I wanted to do it again, but at the time, you know, I was single dad raising Jason. Yeah. And uh, Good luck with that. Oh, shoot, that was tough. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And, you know, so, uh, you know, a bunch of years later, you know, yeah. it was just time to do it. You know, uh, my kids are now adults. So. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Time. No, so I'm, I'm excited for you. you. So uh, you, you decide to make the, the, the move. You have to pass all these tests. You do. And so now you got the you got the you got the company on the way. Yep. And tell us the reasoning behind the name. Tell us the, the reason. E3 Electric LLC. Yeah, I got to get so, used to saying that. Yeah. So E is for my last name, Estrada. OK. Uh, three is for the me, Jason and Gabe, the three Estradas. Look so, at that. Keep yeah. it in the family. Yeah, there so you go. Well, hey, man, well done. Well done. So, look, I'm going to need like 18 ceiling fans and stuff. Got you. <laughs> Whatever you need, I got you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, man, no, that's awesome, man. I just wanted to make sure to shout you out. Thank you, very you, much, you know, you're a really big time supporter you. of me, supporter of the show, the station, uh, always, you know, hanging out. And so I wanted to make sure to show that love back and know that as we talk about Raider Nation as a family, that the whole family is, is part of your family and Thank part you. of your, you know, experience. And so we're all proud of you. I got to ask you, as I know you had really good seats last night at the game, what were you thinking when you saw that performance by the team? Oh, man, I was so happy. But, the, you know, leading up to the game, the, this whole week after the news yeah. about the firing, uh, when I heard, 
the press conference with uh, Champ Kelly and Antonio per- Pierce, um, man, they had me fired up. I wanted to run through a damn wall for, for – Well, you know you would have just pushed <laughs> off on the small of someone's back. Well, okay. <laughs> we have video evidence that you shows – pushed off. That shows – I did not push off on the small of your back. Nah, man, he's a, what he is is not only is he an electrician, he's a video editor. So he's able to, <laughs> to do video editing. So there's that. Well, Vegas Jazz, congratulations. Thank you very Let's much, Let's get Stuart. away from I this video you. commercial. Everything <laughs> <laughs> Harris joins us next here on Red Edition Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.